Hi friends, my name is Landon Wietrich, and this is Inquire Inside. In the previous episode, we talked about taking responsibility in relationships and in our communication. Today, you'll hear the second half of that conversation, where we discuss what it's like to have the mindset that you are responsible for everything. Now, are you responsible for everything that happens in the world? Of course not. But having that mindset, that approach to every scenario, is how we become aware of the impact we are capable of having. In this episode, we cover how changing circumstances starts with changing yourself, the power of freedom, the border between order and chaos, the danger of gripping too tightly to order, whether responsibility brings purpose or purpose brings responsibility, and whether or not you can help someone break out of a victim mindset. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and we're going to jump right into the conversation. We can kind of move on from there because I do think, you know, the person, the purpose and the responsibility over the comfort or over the immediate gratification, uh, gratification is, is worth it for sure. And you have to find, you have to weigh those out, right? Like what's the, what are the ramifications of waiting too long for gratification, right? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and what are the, you know, that podcast that, that I had sent you, they were, they were talking about that a little bit and this is completely off subject. The, but the Jocko before, one. Yeah. I started it by the way, by the way, I think I'm like did you? 30 minutes in something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And prop will land in meth is one who sent it to me. So props to him too. But, but one of the things I find interesting in that and the core value here, I think we'll stick the examples way off the, but um, China was playing this, they had, they call it the 5,000 year plan, right? And the problem was they knew that they had to have nuclear power to reach that 5,000 year plan. And so basically then they negotiated trade with Russia to get access to nuclear power and trade for food. Well, something like 30 million people starved to death in that in that time frame because yeah. of them trading food for nuclear power. But the nuclear power you would say today is resulting in saving way more lives, having way more opportunity than ever conceivable or even possible with, with that technology. Right. Sure. But it's like, you have to weigh out that cost to you. Yes. And I, I pray to God that you would never let 30 million people die for, for a somewhat idea of what, the capabilities of this nuclear power could do. Right? Yes. Yeah. So anyway, the example is not, not necessarily applicable, but the meaning is it's like, so how much do you sacrifice now for enjoyment or purpose in the future? Question for you. Yeah. Do you think there is anything you're not responsible for? And let me, let me provide some, some context to this question. So are you familiar with, um, a guy named Tom Bilyeu? It sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I would, uh, I want to say he was one of the founders of quest nutrition, but I could be, I could be wrong on that. So, Oh, Oh yeah. But, He's taller guy, black hair, glasses. Yeah. I follow him on Instagram. Does he wear glasses? 
<laughs> sometimes, so, sometimes like he does. He interviews a lot of people, right? He, he does. He does. He, he's got a like a show or a podcast, but <clears throat> he shares this example of, or he, he when he's talking about personal responsibility, and I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna butcher the story he tells, but he gives the example of if his wife goes to France, if she's traveling abroad, and while she's there, uh, a, a meteor falls and smashes into the hotel that she's living in and, and she dies. He's like, is, is that my fault? Am, am I responsible for that? And his answer to right. that is absolutely. He's definitely responsible for that. He's like, I could have got online prior and looked at what were the um, meteor showers that were supposed to be you know, taking place in that area during that time. And I could have had her get a different hotel or something like that. You know, he's like, there's ways that I could have tried to now, is somebody going to actually do that? No. But what he's saying is, is if I would have, I, there's ways that I could have actually looked into that to see if there was any danger there. Now we can't, we can't carry that on our shoulders at all times because we would worry ourselves to death. And this is why we're, you and I are so grateful for why we, why we have faith and that we can have faith is because we can't think of every outcome. We can't be prepared for everything. We're not capable of thinking of every single scenario that we need to be prepared for. But um, yep. Yep. but the fact of the matter is, is if, if we could, we would. And so now in his example, is that necessarily realistic? Like should he act like someone said like, well, that's definitely not his fault. He shouldn't take that on himself and so forth. And I'm not even saying that if that actually occurred with him and his wife, I'm not even saying he should feel responsible, but I think what his whole point is, is, you know, you, you should really be always taking responsibility, taking ownership of, of the circumstances that occur around you. And it's not that everything truly is your fault or that you truly are responsible for everything, but simply having that mentality, I, I believe that's what his point is. Simply, ha simply having that mentality that you are responsible will help you so much. And this isn't to say that it should be a burden and, and wear you down and make you discouraged or give you anxiety. If anything, it should give you a sense of, um, well, it should be empowering. You know, this is, this is up to me. And I have the I have the ability to make an impact and to make a difference. That's that's how it should be approached. But if anything, if it does fail and you can truly say, well, and you can just say like, yes, I'm, I'm responsible for these current circumstances, you're going to be much more proactive in either not allowing it to happen next time or to, you know, if anything, to at least, at least correcting the current circumstances, but then even further preventing it from happening the next time. It's just you are going to, you're placing yourself in a better position if you can truly approach it with, I am responsible for this and truly take ownership for it. Yeah, no, that, that that's a great point. And what, what you find is in those responsibilities is, is tremendous pressure, but, but I like the way you explained it. You actually find a sense of, of freedom and relief knowing that, Hey, I actually did have the capability to look up the, you know, the weather conditions. Yes. I actually 
you know, do have uh, the position or the contacts needed or the resources needed to make this happen or to prevent this from happening. And I didn't do it. You know, it's a, it's a great, or I did do it. Right. Right. You know, I would say to that example, that seems a little bit extreme, but also, yeah, I mean, you take advantage of the things you can control. And, and that's, that's, what Tom that's his, that's his point. Yeah. Yeah. Use, use the resources that you have because while, while who's going to actually look and see what, you know, meteor showers are predicted. The fact of the matter is, is we do have that technology. Now, not everybody's necessarily has access to that, but um, 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 immediately. But if you if you make the right phone calls, make the right connections, you can have access to that kind of information. And, and in a lot of cases, it's probably not as hard to get as you might think if you just know what websites to go to and what people to call, so forth. But um, this is a thought that just popped into my head as you were talking. Well, and kind of both of us were talking there, but, you know, I said it's, I said to not let those thoughts get you down and to, and to discourage you thinking that it is all on my shoulders and that I am responsible for it. You know, I, I said have that be empowering. But another thought that came into my head is simultaneously, I think it's a good way to remember how human you are in that when you when you truly say I am responsible for everything that happens to me, and of course with both of us being Christians, we, we believe that ultimately God is in control. I'm I'm not I'm not stepping on that by any right. means or taking right. away from that. Right. You you know what I'm saying with this, but um, while it should be empowering me, like I I do have the resources that that can be used to take control of my circumstances. Right. But and as you said, realistically, we know that it's it's not really realistic or possible to control every scenario. And so with that thought, remember that when things do fail and don't go right, well, and not even when they don't fail, just when you, as you're contemplating this, recognize that I, I am, while, while I can be empowered by this thought that I have the opportunity to take control of these circumstances at the same time, it's uh, not possible for me to do everything. And I'm not saying that to use that as a cop-out, but to recognize your need for a higher power and you do need to have faith. You do need to have trust in something that you can't see. And um, so I don't know. It's just, it's an opportunity to recognize who you are and who you're not. But ultimately it is, and we've, we've talked about this, I think a couple of times in this podcast is use using what you have, using whatever resources you have, and then leaving the rest up to God. Right. Right. And I think some of those circumstances, um, let me think about that for a second. Take responsibility for the things that you can't control and the things that come to your mind in the time, but you also realize that there's things that happen, maybe because of lack of your input or a lack of your uh, intuition or knowledge. And that's where you have to acknowledge the fact that, hey, maybe this wasn't luck that this all came together. Yeah. Maybe there is something else playing a role in this, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> because, yeah, you, you're exactly right. Ultimately, it's like there's there's so many things that could go wrong and there's so many things that could go right. And you're just trying to do your best and and be aware of every of every one of those options 
but to a certain degree, there is an element that's out of your control. Yes. For sure. Yeah. And I think one of the things I always, one of the things you, you should probably do is ask yourself why to multiple of the questions, right? On, on, oh, yes. on the, on the responsibility side of it. It's like, why, um, did this happen? And, and then you come up with an answer. Well, why from that answer, right? And then stemming from that answer, you ask yourself why again, right? Um, I think is a, is a good way to go about it, but it takes, it does take time to actually think about that for sure. But again, that comes down to, but I think if you're asking why what you're doing is you are taking responsibility. If you're not asking yourself, why is this happening? You're not taking responsibility because if you are truly seeking answers, we, sh we should be seeking answers. That is our responsibility to truly, to know ourselves, to know our surroundings, to know our environment. Yeah. If you truly want to take responsibility for a scenario, you cannot be leaving the outcome. You can't just throw up your hands like, ah, you know, come what may, um, you right. know, I'm, you know, whatever, whatever happens, happens is out of my control. That's not taking responsibility. You need to be recognized that you do have the capability to figure this out and to at least, at least play a role in what the outcome will be. Right. So what I'm curious, what your stance is on that, how much responsibility does landing take, uh, for your situation and, and, and for your, your outcomes? A lot more than I used to. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. well, and that's a great answer. It, I, I would like to say it's, it's, um, the level of responsibility that I'm taking on and, and maybe, maybe not so much taking on, but that I feel is growing with, with age and with not just age, but with awareness. And it's, it's actually something I've prayed for is that I will actually feel the weight of responsibility on my shoulders because I know through experience when I feel responsible for something, I perform that much better. I show up that much better. And, you know, I think it was in episode two, um, introducing Inquire Inside part two, I talked about what really kind of made me wake up and get on the path of just more, more purpose and just performing better and being a better individual for those around me. It was, it was when I got married and had a child yeah, yeah. and, and this is something, um, we, we can maybe kind of get into later on this episode, but like, to be honest, I don't really know what came first in that moment. Was it the purpose that came first or the responsibility that came <clears throat> first? Cause I felt responsible for them, but at the same time I had a purpose. I had a purpose to be a husband and a father. Um, right. Going back to your original question, though, just like what am I am I taking responsibility and so forth? It's, I think it's just what we've been talking about. As I'm becoming more and more aware that I I am responsible with things that happen at work, with things that happen in church, with things that happen in my community, and and even even in the country. You know, I have the ability to to vote, and you know, some some could argue on whether that does anything or not, but um, it shouldn't just stop there. You can get involved in you know community events and. You can donate money and I could even, I could even run for an office, you know, 
uh, whether right, it was, right. you know, start out locally, whatever. And so mm -hmm. if you start thinking, if you start truly taking responsibility for your circumstances and really for everything, if you, if you truly have that mentality that everything is my responsibility, you will find ways you will continue to ask why, like how, like, why is this that way? How can I impact this? How can I change this? And you will find a way to make a mm -hmm. difference. Right. And again, that's becoming more and more apparent to me as I, as I grow and as I become more aware is that, oh shoot, I've complained about this aspect for so many years, but I, I'm just now realizing that, Hey, I could do X or Y or Z. And that could potentially change this. It might not solve everything, but at least put it in a better trajectory to actually become better at some point. And it, it's at least using what I have to make an impact. So that right there, that's, that's what I'm becoming more aware of is that I can use what I have, what I've been given to make that impact. And that's, and again, not to sound like a broken record, but that is extremely empowering and it, it does bring a lot of confidence and, and now I'm, I'm not saying that what I, the tools that I have that I'm gonna be able to solve the world's problems, but at the same time, you kind of have to have the perspective that I think it's good to have the mentality that I do have what it takes to solve this. Right. It's, it's more of just right. a, it's a state of mind. It's a, to approach it yeah. with, I'm going to give it all I have. And you know, and, and like I said, leave the rest up to God. Right. Right. No, you're absolutely right. And understanding that, uh, in order to, for, to take responsibility, the, the, the change starts with yourself. hundred percent. Once you, yeah. Yeah. Once, once you realize that, Hey, I have the ability to change my thoughts, my perspectives, my motives, desires. Um, wow. You know, that, but until you do that, you can't, you can't, I don't think you can necessarily make a difference. And until you address those issues in your own lives, I, I agree. You, that has to be the first step because yeah. there are people in our society right now that they think everything is everyone else. It's always someone else's problem. Well, it's my boss's right. fault. It's, it's, it's the president's fault. You know, yeah. it's the economy's fault. And if you, if you, Take personal responsibility if, if you actually realize that, no, it actually comes down to, yes, other people play a role, but if you stop overlooking yourself and the role that you play and you recognize that the world is made up of individuals as opposed to groups and you quit blaming groups of people and look at, it does come down to individuals and I'm one of them. And if you're like, well, I'm just one, I'm just one of, you know, seven and a half billion, whatever. Well, look you have the opportunity to influence, to impact starting a YouTube channel or, you know, starting a podcast that alone is, it's going to impact people. It's going to, um, influence people. Yeah, I know. And I think you have a lot of good thoughts there. And I think, you know, I think where people get discouraged is when they start to understand the level of impact that they can have. Yeah. But also the burden of it. Yeah. And, but the thing is like, just start small, you know, start so, so small, just start again, start by cleaning your room. Yes. Right? Start that small. Uh, and like we talked sure. about in one of our earlier episodes, as you said, if I can't keep order my own home, how am I ever going to keep order out in my community and my business, whatever. 
Right. Absolutely. And then even that stems back to your own thoughts. And I, and I, this saying, I'm pretty sure I've said before, but this is one that I, I literally have printed off and hang up because your thoughts become, you know, your thoughts become your, your action and, and your actions become your habits and your habits, your character and your character, your destiny. And it's like, no, it literally starts. It literally starts with what am I thinking on? What am I dwelling on? Why am I angry? Why am I bitter? Why am I jealous? Why am I happy? Why am I joyful? Am I, uncon- you know, like that podcast you sent me and I found interesting. Am I unconditionally joyful? Hmm. Do I understand yeah. that no matter what happens, I can choose Yes. joy, even through the pain, right? And so taking responsibility for those. Why? Because like I just said in the, in that quote, it stems from your thoughts to your actions, to habits, character. That's death. freedom right there. That's yeah. freedom. If you recognize that freedom of I can choose to be joyful, right? That's that's a state of freedom. Yeah, and it, you know what? This it brings me back to Victor Frankl's "Man's Search for Meaning." I haven't read that in a long time. That's probably something I need to revisit. But I think that's ultimately at the core was something that he found that he knew even the prison guards, no matter how cruel they were, they couldn't steal from him that. And his impact, even on the, even to the prison guards was absolutely, you know, unmeasurable really, because he found something that really each of us are searching for to a certain degree. And think about how powerful that is, that he, he recognized that, And like you said, there was nothing they could, he recognized that there was nothing they could do to him to rob him of that. That's, that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. But, but again, that's why democracy is such, I mean, it's so unbelievably powerful when you, when, when you continue to put the responsibility and the choices and the power in the hands of the people. That's why you got to have good people. You got to have people that are aware. You got to have good people that have discipline, foundations, character that they're willing not to cross our line, you know, negotiables or non negotiables, right? Because when you do that, I think there, there is no limit to the potential, but there is also no limit to the destruction. Right. Like, like, and again, I'm getting off topic, but it's just fascinating because I think even our nation is made up of obviously a bunch of individuals who have taken responsibility and are given the freedom to take responsibility of their choices and decisions and actions. The outcome is so immeasurable. Yes. That, that it's unbelievable, but the consequences and, and like, like Abraham Lincoln said, the only thing that will destroy America is America itself because he understood he understood that internal conflict that he as an individual was going back and forth with and how each one of the citizens of the United States would have to bear this burden of going back and forth with themselves versus with how that, how we react uh, in, in society. But think about how controversial that fact is what you just said there, because there are people out there that scares them to death. And so what they're, what they're, you know, trying so hard to get is they're trying to take away some freedom and they're trying to yeah. apply more regulations and 
for safety. Yeah, for for safety because they re- because that that amount of potential of what that freedom can bring, it scares the crap out of them. And and so they it, like you said in the name of safety, they're they're hammering down more more regulations, mandates, bans, whatever. And it's just it's just fascinating the how that can affect people differently to you and I, it's a beautiful thing, but to Mm -hmm. some people it it scares them. Now Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to, and you got to figure out where that starts. You got to figure out where that fear is stemming from. Yes. You're you're not willing to address, but anyway, carry on. No, no, no. Yeah. To to be consistent with what you're saying here, that's what we would, you know, that's what that individual should do. What, what is, where is this fear coming from? Like, right. is this an insecurity that you have, or is this just a lack of trust in others? Where is this coming from? Right. Um, right. But no, this so this makes me think of, this is a quote that you and I have discussed before. It comes, I don't remember who initially said this quote. It's mentioned in one of the X-Men movies, and then I think Joe yeah. Rogan says it, and I think Jordan Peterson says it. Is it Jordan Peterson? So I, I've heard it from multiple sources, but it's, and you're going to have to help me because I, I might butcher it here, but what is it? It's like the... What is it about that line between order and chaos? The the unknown. It's like there's things that are in order that you stand on, but there's also things that you don't know, but you also want to accomplish. And it becomes somewhat, you dip into this state of chaos because you don't understand it at that point. Uh, no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And you, But you have to, you have to approach the chaos and start to create some order out of it. But the only way that you can approach and start to gain order out of that chaos is because you are on sturdy ground to a certain degree. So let me try, let me try and remember, and then you, you, you stem off from this, but basically I think Jordan Peterson says you have to have one foot in, in order or those things that you know are true, but then also have one foot flirting with chaos to a certain degree and be on that edge, right? In order to, well, he says, right. In order to make life bearable, because if you're one, if you're too much in chaos, you can't breathe. Yeah. If you're too much in order, it's, it's so boring. You, you would, you would rather melt. It's too restrictive. Yeah. Right. It's too restrictive. So find, find that, uh, find that balance, find that edge. You know, I think for believers that, that order is biblical principles, right? Mm, yeah. For me, it's like you got one foot on that, yeah, and that doesn't move, but that doesn't stop. That doesn't stop the entertainment with chaos. That doesn't stop the idea of the call to action, like yeah. what Jordan Peterson always refers to as. Sure, Abraham lived in his parents' tents until he was eighty-five. It's like, well, yeah. Well, guess what? God called him out of that. You know, I'm going to make you. I'm going to make you a great man, a father of many. And then he leaves and what's he do? He hits famine. He hits. And then you know, the, the chaos war. happens. Yeah. Right. The chaos happens, but his sturdy or his steadiness is still stemming from the fact that God himself spoke to him. Right. I got, I got a thought, but finish, finish what you were saying. No, that's all I have. So, and this is a whole discussion we could have at another time, but um, just, think about the Christian faith and believers in general. So many are gripping so tightly to the order and it's in the name of 
well, this is what we should do. This is righteousness. In, so in the name, and it, so to justify their, their, their righteousness, to justify themselves, they are gripping so tightly to the order. But the problem is, faith isn't found in the order. It's found in the chaos, right? So, you know, because exactly you know, right. Abraham, a man of faith, he had to go out and experience that chaos. He had to have the faith to go endure that chaos, to go through that chaos. And so just believe that the God, he, the God he served was ordered to the point to where whether or not he survived or not, that God would carry on that promise that he made with Abraham. Yes, yes. And yeah. with a lot of Christians, they're gripping so tightly to that order, again, in the name of righteousness, like, oh, this is what we should do. But my concern is, is it comes from a lack of faith. It's more from a place of fear, the fear of the chaos. It's right. like, well, this is where you're comfortable, because frankly, the the order... um. And then like that structure, yeah, it, it can, it's in the, the lack of chaos, it can, it is a comfortable way to die, right? Well, the thing is, Lynn, <laughs> you know, from, from Christ's perspective, I think also the order can come in so strongly that we actually rely on the order. The, well, we're actually relying on the order or the, the, the consistency or the tradition over the fact that Christ is the one who provides all things. Yes, right? yes. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, and that's where you and I would consider those, and I think from a biblical perspective, we'll call those idols. Whenever we yes are sure on those things that are in order more than we're sure on Christ Himself, that's where the tension can rise. And it even comes back to the whole thing with um, the law versus the grace of God. The law being yeah. the order, the grace being right. the chaos. Man, I yeah. never thought of this parallel, but that the tie-in is actually very beautiful. And I hope right. And you know what? Go ahead. And and you have to remember, Landon, you're stemming a lot of thought from my mind too. But it's like the order was never good enough. The law was never good yeah. enough to overcome the condition of the heart. So you need the balance of. Well, you're not necessarily that. You need the balance. You have to understand the importance of both. Yes. Yes. Because there's because there's a place for both. Right. right. Well, because you and I both know, we know a lot of people, and I've been there myself too, where your life is chaos, your theology and ideologies are chaos, and you're not helping yourself, and you're certainly because not there's no foundation. Others, because there's yeah. no foundation. Right. So just like right. what we're saying to bring everything full circle about that quote, it's 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 about finding that edge between the two. You do need to have both the order and the chaos, but it's. It's an edge between the two. And like that's why like in our country, yes, we have a government which provides the order, but um, the job of the people is to keep that order in check so that it doesn't overpower the chaos. It doesn't overcome the chaos. There's That chaos is, is necessary in order for us to truly be free and to live as we choose. Right. I, I got a question for you. Um, yeah. Do you think... Do you think that purpose comes before responsibility or vice versa? Or, or does it, can it be sometimes responsibility and sometimes purpose? 
Yeah, that's a great question. And if you don't necessarily think, have a, a, a strong conviction about it, that's fine. Because I don't I don't I, know if I have any answer. I, I think I think they can be kind of interchangeable in that Yeah. Sometimes yeah, the you, Go ahead. Go some ahead. of the circumstances I'll just say I have one thought on it and then, then you can go from there. But some of the circumstances you get thrown into demand responsibility. Right? For example, if you're a if you're a sixteen year old, if you're the oldest son times are tough and your dad is killed in a car accident, there's certain circumstances there to where you are thrown into responsibilities, whether or not you wanted it to happen, it's there, right? And then there's also times to where you take on responsibility and then, or you make a choice and that demands responsibility. So there's, there's, I think there's most certainly two sides to it. I don't know what your thoughts are. No, no, I, I think you're, your thoughts are consistent with mine. I guess I was thinking of it as some people, they have a purpose and that, that, that brings responsibility. And for some people, they, like you were saying, they feel that sense of responsibility and that alone creates their purpose. If that makes sense. Right. Right. So like, and sometimes I wonder if in some cases, if purpose and responsibility, you could almost look at them as interchangeable. For example, Every day, I pray that I will, that God will show me how to lead, love, provide for, and protect my family. Because I feel like that's my purpose, but I also feel like those are my responsibilities. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it most certainly doesn't. And in a way, you could say, well, that's why you set goals. Because it's you choosing which responsibilities you want to endure or you want to pursue, and you know, and, got, and that's and that's inspired by the purpose. Maybe the responsibilities are are inspired, or or the foundation is in the purpose. Maybe that's a way to to say yeah. it. Yeah, and which one comes first is there's good I, I can I'm playing out scenarios in my own mind and my guess would be that there's good arguments on both sides I, I think so too I think so too I, I don't think it's necessarily always one one comes before the other I think it could be either either way right and you and I I think you know you and I would probably agree on we're not doesn't necessarily sure doesn't necessarily matter which one comes first it just matters that they come exactly right? exactly <laughs> we you I don't know if you can have one without the other and, um, which is, which is a good thing is if you get one, the other one comes along. But, um, yeah, I think because without these two things, for example, using myself as an example, you know, we talked a little bit in that, in an earlier episode about, you know, my lack of, my lack of awareness and so forth and how my lack of, um, good habits. I had a whole bunch of you know bad habits before I got married and, and started a family and so forth. And, so much of that came down to lack of purpose and and a lack of responsibility. I was lacking both of those things. And essentially, I was merely living for whatever was comfortable and whatever felt good. And I didn't have anything to really guide my efforts. Without that responsibility, I didn't feel a sense of responsibility for anything. So there was really no purpose to do anything a specific way. I mean, there, 
There was, but I wasn't seeing it because I didn't feel that sense of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, I got a question for you before we, before we wrap stuff up. To me, one of the questions I ask myself, what's, what's more beautiful when someone takes on responsibility? Is it the idea that they are free and they can choose? Or is it more beautiful to see people break free from the bondage of the lack of freedom? Obviously, it's a combination of both. But if you had to choose one over the other, what would it be? Say that one more time. Say it one more time. So, So when you understand and you start to take responsibility, and that responsibility leads to freedom, is it more beautiful from the outside looking in to see someone have the faith to take that step? And, and to take responsibility for their life? And, or is it more beautiful or more more appealing to watch someone break free from the curse and the lies that they told themselves for so long? But you know what, maybe I'm trying to split something that shouldn't be split or in one of the same. I don't know. That's tough. Because to me, it's like, oh man, there, there's an emotional side of it to me that just jumps for joy to watch someone take responsibility and carry on. But there also like almost brings me to tears to watch someone break free of the curses and the lies that they've told themselves or believed about themselves or from others for so long. And, and maybe you can't split those two. I don't know. But that's that was just one of the questions I was thinking about and written down. I, I will say they might impact me in two different ways. When I actually yeah. witness someone break away from the curse of, you know, feeling like a like like a victim and it, they're they're not responsible, they don't have that freedom to witness them break away from that and take responsibility to choose to pursue freedom, to pursue purpose. That I would say is the most beautiful to just to witness. That's um that brings so much joy and, and I was humbling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the other side, like you said, just to kind of see someone living out a responsible life and, and just living out those decisions, that's more of, that's beautiful in the sense that it's a reminder of it's inspiring of how I need to be. And just to continue on, if that makes sense to continue on right. in a life of, you know, taking ownership being responsible. So I, I kind of need the, the one part is, is the, it's the beauty. It's the, it's the joy in seeing that the other part is in a way it's holding my, it's keeping me accountable because I'm seeing what they're doing. And it's, it's like, it's, it's motivation, inspiration for myself to be responsible. Does right. that make sense? Right. No, it, it most certainly does. Yeah. No, no, that was just something I had, you know, I thought about and, to, and for people to understand that, to a certain degree, no, no one's coming, no one's coming to help you. No one's coming to save you. You know yourself better than anyone else. But along this, that line, is, go ahead. No, 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 no. I, well, I, I was just going to say just as a question to kind of wrap up today is can't, can we, can we help someone else? If we see someone that is bound by a victim mindset and they're blaming everybody else and they're they're not stepping into that 
realm of freedom by taking ownership of their circumstances. Is there anything, can we help them? Can we come to help them like, like you said there? Or I guess to, I think there is, there are things that we can do, but, but to your point, ultimately it does come down to them because again, you can't make someone take responsibility. It's just not how it works. But, but so I, I do agree with you there, but at the same time, and I, I don't have an answer for this. Is there anything we can do to help or what, what could we do if there is anything we could do to help that individual? Right. Right. Cool. Yeah, that's difficult because a lot of people would say there's a lot of different things that have helped them in their lives. Right. But there was a lot of different things that happened for someone to finally realize and recognize that they needed and wanted to change. Yes. The only thing I can think of just off the top of my head is, and this is, I'm using some of my own experiences as an example, but I do think you can give someone responsibility and that can help them get out of, get out of that mindset, get out of that state, because that has helped me. It just looking back when, um, when someone came to me, maybe it was, and, and this was in a place where I was in a bad state, when I was in a, in a place of just kind of um, a state of reaction, you know, just if it was time to do this, go do this. And I was not being proactive. I was not, you know, taking ownership of my time or my money, merely reacting to what people told me in, in just the circumstances. I did have a few instances where someone came to me and did give me a responsibility and actually felt the weight that inspired me to be like, whoa, yeah. it kind of woke me yeah. up like, whoa, okay, this, this is on me. And then I actually began to become more proactive because again, right. that responsibility can give someone purpose. Now I, I would say if there's anything we can do to help somebody, it's, it's to give them responsibility. And, and the fact of the matter is, is not everybody's going to take advantage of that. Not everybody's going to use that as an opportunity to, to grow and be responsible but some are, and, and, and that's, right. that's what happened to me. Right. Well, I think we need, I think we need to talk about that. We should write that down as a question. Yeah. Sure. You know, some people, for some people, responsibility is going to be a gateway to a whole new mindset. And for others, it's going to make them shut down even more. It's going to make them you know, shy away from it even more and, and, and seek mm -hmm. back to their order, to their order, mm -hmm. to their safety, um, to what they're comfortable with. Right. And it just, I think giving someone that responsibility is kind of the, um, the revealing that will reveal what's inside of them. And that doesn't mean if yeah. they, if they respond negatively the first time, if they, if they run, if you give someone responsibility, they run back to their, their comfort zone. And that doesn't mean that they're a lost cause, but, um, yeah, that's just one, that's just yeah. one time. That's one choice that they made. Yeah. But, but and that is not, a, that is a lost battle on their part. It most certainly is. And I'm speaking to but myself as well, because I've done that. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're all guilty of that. Yeah. We've all come to those failures. And then that's not how you, it's not how you would judge that individual based off one choice. Um, 
That's a very good point. It's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. And you and I ultimately are thankful for that because in our failures, there is people that still believed. Yes. And that still gave us another chance, even when we messed up. Yes. Yes. Because had had they not, um, you know, it's because they continued to trust us that, um, or to give us responsibility, however you want to look at, that helped us see what we were capable of, helped us believe yeah. um, that we could take responsibility, that we could take ownership and actually use it wisely and actually make an impact. Right, right. And those were opportunities to help us see what we had, what we uniquely had to bring to the table. No, absolutely. And to create something rather than to consume. Yes. Um, for sure. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. And, and, you know, the heading kind of what we have been talking about purpose and responsibility over comfort, you know, and emotion, we didn't necessarily even get into the comfort and emotion side yeah. a whole lot. We talked mainly about purpose, right. And responsibility, which is, which is good. We could probably also talk quite a bit about how to get out of the emotion, how to get out of the emotional side and comfort side, right? A little bit. I know you could for sure talk like how, how do yeah. you, and again, the reason we picked this topic because they go, they go so well together, they're hand in hand, right? One is the cure for the other. So. Yeah. We'll have to save that for another episode. Yeah, for sure. Sure. And yeah. If, uh, Absolutely. in the interview that I did with Cole Lionberger, um, in a previous episode, I mentioned the quote, I actually got it from, uh, I believe his name is Jason Wilson, but um, I, don't, I don't know where he got it from. It's that emotions make good servants, but they make poor masters. And so again, there's a place for emotions, but they, we shouldn't, we shouldn't let them dictate our actions. Right. 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 Yeah, that's who said that quote. That's powerful. Jason Wilson. Okay. Awesome. Pleasure as always. Absolutely, man. We'll do this again. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as we enjoyed having the conversation. You can find us on Instagram at Inquire Inside. Take a screenshot of this episode, share it on your story, and tag the show. We always love to see who is listening. Thank you all for tuning in today, and we'll catch you next time.